Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short and I am so glad to have you along today. We've been talking in our Daily Word and Prayer this week about changes that I've noticed in our culture, in our churches, maybe in my life over these uh, years. Today is my 65th birthday and on Monday I talked about how in some ways I never, well I don't think it wasn't, I didn't think I'd make it this old, but I thought this was a date I thought, well, there'd be no Social Security still left. There'd be no Medicare. Some of my predictions that did not come true. And then yesterday we talked about some of the hopes and aspirations I had personally that also were not realized. And yet how God was so good to me and God has directed my life in other ways. And I can say, I feel I'm a man. My cup runneth over. God has been good to me and blessed me. And I hope you realize that of yourself as well. I hope if you've had disappointments, you, you don't focus on those, but rather you ask, how has God redirected, maybe brought other things into my life? We plan our way, but the Lord directs our steps. How then can we understand the hand of God? What we can know is our God is good all the time. He's blessing us. He's working everything together for our good because everything he does towards us is done in love. Today I'd like to talk about, though, a uh, something that that is, again, another concern in my life that may be a negative. Now, it's interesting. I was talking with Roz about this. I'm the type person who encourages people to make something in their life, pursue their ambitions, have some goals, pursue their dreams. I gave a whole series uh, several months ago about God granting the desires of our heart, fulfilling the desires of our heart. And yet also what I want to talk about today is a concern about a lack of loyalty. Proverbs 20 verse 6 says, many a man proclaims his loyalty, but who can find a trustworthy man? Who can find a faithful man? Who can find someone who keeps their word? We've all been concerned about the breakdown of the family and how that's affecting people. And really what it is, is instead of when we make major decisions like even family, keeping our word, keeping our vows, often the question is, what's in it for me? And is this good for me? I was at a campus years ago and we were talking about this and a girl asked, you mean you wouldn't, if your daughter called and said she wasn't happy in her marriage, you wouldn't tell her to leave it? I wonder, did I hear her correctly? Did I hear what she is saying? I said, of course I wouldn't. She made a promise. We make promises to God and to one another, and it's important that we keep them. But this idea of asking simply what's in it for me and being willing to switch marriages isn't just in the family. Indeed, the, years ago, there was all kinds of areas where we stuck with people and we stuck with relationships and we stuck with commitments. It was expected, typically, people worked for the same company throughout their life. Sports stars stayed with the same team and couldn't imagine switching jerseys and playing for an arch rival just because they got paid more money or could pursue this would be their chance to win the championship. Um, military service was honorable 
because it was loyal. When I, when I um, Googled loyalty last night and wanted images for loyalty, some of the top images that came up were of, of military soldiers serving in their country and were loyal. And then, of course, churches. The idea of church hopping, church shopping, going from one church to the other and, and just, you know, moving in mass at times because something changed in the church and everyone leaving and affecting that church, maybe killing that church. These things weren't common in my youth, and they seem to be far more common now. Now, it's, it's difficult because it's important that loyalty, sticking with people, it requires sacrifice. Being committed in a marriage, being committed at work, taking pride in your work, taking pride in your country, in your company. Shirley, who comes on here from uh, India, is a nurse. And I often enjoy the vocabulary that she employs because she doesn't say, I'm going to work. She says, I have duty. I'm going to duty. And she sees her job as her duty. This is the word used. I, and I like that word because it's more than just I'm going to earn a paycheck. I have a responsibility. I'm loyal here. I've got something to do. People are counting on me. And I'm going to fulfill, fulfill my responsibility. This, how this works out in my job, in my church, in my, in my loyalties, everywhere. Now, I'm not saying you should never change a job. I am suggesting you shouldn't be changing spouses. I'm not saying you should never change a job. And if someone offers you a better opportunity, better, better money, better opportunity to make a difference, I'm not suggesting you should not take that. I'm not suggesting that at all. I'm not even suggesting you should never change churches. Sometimes we should. What I am suggesting is that when we make such a decision, it shouldn't just be based on, am I going to get paid more money? And there ought to enter into my consideration, how will this affect other people who are counting on me? How will this affect other people that I work with? How will this affect people in my church, in my small group? How will this affect people who are counting on me? Is there ever a time when maybe I wouldn't pursue what's in my best interest because I'm concerned for other people and how this would affect them? I don't believe there's anything wrong with self-interest. But self-interest can become selfishness. It's a fine line. Let me say it again. In life, we must have self-interest. We must, we've got to, no one else is going to feed us. We've got to feed ourselves. No one's going to pay our bills. We've got to pay our bills. Uh, no one's going to take care of me in old age. I got to figure out how to do that myself. That's self-interest, and that's being responsible to fulfill what I have to do in life. Selfishness is when I make decisions with disregard for how it will, be, how it will affect other people. When I make decisions where it's all about me and I'm not struggling or burdened or affected, how will this affect other people? And where the effect my decision has on others doesn't even enter into it. You know, I could think of sports. Obviously, the, the big, again, years ago, no one would ever change job, change teams. Then we had, uh, you know, probably the biggest case we saw was LeBron James. And when LeBron James left Cleveland, and this isn't just personal because I 
rooted for the Cavs during that time. But he was a homegrown boy. He was he brought pride to the city. He he brought a, a championship to the city. He he brought hope to a city. And when he just chased basically where he could get a better team and make a lot more money with disregard for that whole city, he turned from hero to villain overnight. And I think why? Why was he seen as a villain? Because all he thought about was himself, evidently. It seems like that's what it appeared to be. All he thought about was himself instead of how could this affect other people. You know, it's interesting. I just think in my own life, when I was a young man and I was wanting to follow the Lord and I was struggling to find people who were like-minded of a kindred spirit, and it was hard the people at a level of devotion that I felt God was calling me to. One night I went to a prayer meeting. I was only 16 years old, sure, almost turned 17, only as a young guy, but I went to a prayer meeting. It was an all-night prayer meeting. I didn't even say anything that night. I didn't pray that night. And as I was, but as I was there, I felt I was amongst people of a kindred spirit. And I walked out that night with this feeling, I'm going to spend the rest of my life with these people. Well, there's some people that I have, I've remained faithful to that. I'm still with this group. I'm still there. And there are some people that were in that room that night that are still my loyal friends, and I can count on them, and, I, and they can count on me to this day. There's others who aren't. They've chosen to go elsewhere. Now, again, I'm not suggesting God can't call someone elsewhere. God can't lead someone to do something different. I'm not suggesting that at all. But that's something God led me to do. And I, I believe that my character has been developed for that. There have been some things I would have liked to have done that I've missed out on because of loyalty to others. There have been some financial opportunities I turned down. Years ago, well, maybe 10 years, 15 years ago, I was offered a significant, significant pay raise if I would do some things that would require me to be disloyal to those that I felt were part of my spiritual family. Um, turned it down. Tens of thousands of dollars per almost doubling my salary per year. Turned it down. Why? Because loyalty to these spiritual friends and the character that develops and the love that God calls us to have for one another meant more to me than making the money. I had what I needed. I didn't need all that. I didn't need to go to that standard. But I did need to stay loyal to those that had loved me and stood with me and been with me and encouraged me. I read a quote this morning the comment has said something along the line that those who history holds in the highest regard are those who asked for nothing but gave everything. What an interesting concept. Isn't that true? Jesus was like that. Jesus asked really for nothing. He gave everything for us. We look throughout history and we see the people who expected to receive everything and they didn't give. We consider them the villains. The people who asked for nothing but who sacrifice for the benefit of others or for a noble cause, those are the heroes. That's the type of person I want to be. Again, I'm not against self-interest. I've wanted to be very careful that I don't imply that if you change jobs or change a church or anything or something of this nature, that somehow you're wrong or that's bad character. 
I'm not saying that. What I am saying is when you make decisions in life and when we make decisions, we need to be thinking of how it affects others. And it seems like in our culture, there's been a growing narcissism where it's all about me and I pursue only what's in it for me without considering how might this affect other people around me, people in my family, people in my community, people in my church, people who I work with, etc. I'm saying I think we're better off with a little bit better balance. We proclaim our loyalty. We want to be loyal. Proverbs 22, verse 1 says, A good name, a good reputation is to be more desired than great riches. We don't always just want to chase the money. There's nothing wrong with getting a pay raise. Nothing wrong with changing jobs and making more money. But a good name, not if we sacrifice a good name, not if we lose our reputation because people can sit, because we were selfish and not just balancing self-interest with a love and concern for other ways, okay? All right, well, evidently we've had some problem or difficulty today on the communication. Unfortunately, this is a pretty important message for me, so I hope it comes through. Maybe maybe if you didn't hear it, you can listen later. Maybe it'll come through in the video. I'll have to check what went wrong technically today. Some are saying they didn't have a problem with it. Others are saying it. Uh, they're still having difficulties. I apologize for that. Technology, you love it until it doesn't work for you. Father in heaven, we thank you for your loyalty to us. And we proclaim today our loyalty to you. And we want to be clear, Lord, that we don't follow you just because of what's in it for us. You, you indeed bless us. You promise us eternal life. You promise us that goodness and mercy all the days of our life. You do benefit us. But Father, we don't follow you simply because of what's in it for us. We follow you because this is true and we're grateful and we are follow you because we believe in you and we love you and we trust you because Jesus, you gave all for us and we're grateful and we want our life to simply be one big old thank you note that says, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you for what you've done for me. We give all to you because you gave all to us. Father, I pray that you would help us to understand when legitimate responsibility and self-interest has turned into selfishness and we pursue things for ourselves that are heart harmful and hurtful, painful to others because we're unloving and selfish. We know selfishness, Lord, so often is at the root of so much sin. We pray that we'd be people who, rather than that, live a life of love. And we're always thinking, not just, we're always thinking and balancing decisions made because we make them out of greater love for you and greater love for others. We pray, Father, that we would be people who ask little to be given to us and who choose to give much. This is what you did. This is the example of love that you set. We pray, Father, this is how we would live our lives. We bless you today. And we thank you. Thank you for your ways. We pray, Father, in a world that's becoming more and more selfish, narcissistic, self-centered, in a world where love is growing cold towards others, I pray, Father, that we would be people who stand out like lights in a dark world. I pray we'd stand out as people who truly love others 
and who truly love you and who are filled up with the fullness of the love of God. I pray for this, Father. I ask for this. Transform us. Revolutionize us. Make us people, Lord, who, who overflow with care and love for other people. Thank you. This is how you are towards us. Might this be the way we are. We imitate you as our beloved Father. Father, I thank you today for the blessing in my life. All these years, you've been so good to me. And you've, you've Lord, even the disappointments, you worked them for the good. You brought out good in so many different ways. You have brought so many wonderful people into my life. You've brought so many uh, loyal people into my life. And Father, uh, I, I bless you for this. I thank you for this. I thank you for the ones that that have, for the lifelong friendships and the committed relationships that you've given me. It is such a treasure. And for this, I'm so grateful. And I pray and bless you in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. Okay, God bless you. You have a great day. I'm here every day and, and every, month, every morning, 8.30 a.m., we are live. You can join us. If you share prayer requests, people on here will pray for you. If you share them in the chat, there are people who will pray for you. And so if you come live, there's a benefit to that. But if you can't, watch later in the day and leave a comment if you like. If you like the video, subscribe, hit the notify, share with your friends. I appreciate that. That helps grow our audience. I would appreciate that. Tomorrow I'll be here. And until tomorrow, I'll until tomorrow, might the Lord bless you and keep you, make his face shine upon you, fill you with his peace, his grace, his love and his joy. Amen. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.